0: and welcome to The Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of Cinematropolis.com. I'm your host, Caleb Masters, and we are back again with another Dead Center interview today. Now, I'm I'm actually really excited about today's interview because we'll be speaking with the Director of Technology at Dead Center, Steven Tyler. He's also the founder of Mostly Harmless Media here in Oklahoma. They offer a bunch of stuff, uh, including podcasts, so if you're listening, you might want to check out their website there. Um, We have been uh, friends uh, and adjacent affiliates over the years, so um, always a pleasure to speak with Stephen. Stephen Tyler, welcome to the Cinematic Schematic. Thanks for having me here. So Stephen, just for listeners out there, I want to start by really understanding exactly what is the the normal, quote-unquote, role of director of technology play in a film festival?
1: Uh, yeah, at least for Dead Center, what my what my role kind of started as was helping take the past system online to something digital that could be tracked, that could be scanned, that could do some more. And That's how I kind of started with Dead Center about probably five years ago we started on that six years ago Um, and ultimately once we kind of did that they saw I had other abilities um, and I had other interests to continue help promoting the festival and help making sure it executed well every year so that ultimately grew to this director of technology position which in the normal landscape of a film festival, I'm overseeing things like making sure that same pass system that we, we implemented is, is online and running and everybody's buying their passes and scanners are working in events, and those sorts of things. Uh, but I think the real important part for me with the technology piece of Dead Center is making sure the films are received and delivered to their proper places and proper times, whether that's um, you know thumb drives being sent to the library for a kids showcase or, you know, um, Encrypted DCP drives coming from major studios going to Harkins and being ingested and tested and all that stuff um, it's quite a lot when you think about Dead center averaging over a hundred films every year actually being screened so that is a lot of files coming and going it's a lot of schedule coordination that's a lot of different destinations that all those things go to and they all have different formats and requirements so it's it's a big balancing act of that. Um, And those were kind of the two main areas. It really came to festival operations um, was more of the technology stuff. And then as I really solidified a couple years ago as a sort of recurring staff member, um, I kind of stay on throughout the year just to help Dead Center with its year round programming. Uh, And then probably about two years ago, the real big thing that was added to my plate was um, I started to be involved with the tech center, which is where we hosted our virtual cinema, uh, not to be confused with our virtual festival this year. Um, virtual has a whole new meaning to that word now but that was where we not only partnered with local technology companies um, that were related to film in some way whether they were Boeing using drones to film things or film to train or VR to do new trainings or whether it was like a local um, for the life of me I cannot remember the name of it now I'm in the middle of festival brain so you have to forgive me uh, but, you know, last year we had a group of kids who developed this application that was augmented reality through a wristband. I think it's called Wrist World. I could be getting that wrong. And it's horrible But I'm forgetting. But um, and so then I started really doing virtual reality and you know, extended reality stuff where we were going to South by and finding those films and getting submissions ourselves and entering that realm. So normally my technology scope is very much about presenting the content to people. Um, just in the physical world, or in that case, the virtual reality world, which was still very physical, bringing people into 21C where we would do that, having headsets ready and prepared, and having these, you know, experiences ready. Um, so I kind of had a, a pretty wide swath of oversight on anything that basically plugged in and turned on. Like at some point or not, I would get a text during the festival of like, "Hey, my laptop won't charge." To you know, "Hey, the big premiere screening Friday night at Harkins is messed up. We need you to run over here." So.
0: So it sounds like uh, you're really a jack of all trades in tech uh, and, and in a lot of ways, uh, extremely integral to the success of making sure all these films played. Now, one thing you mentioned there was making sure the films and the content are where they need to be, which again, mm-hmm. physical location, you're talking about the DCPs and like this thumb drives, but this year, everything's gone virtual. So can you talk with me a little about how your process has differed this year?
1: Yeah, it it differed. Somewhat, but ultimately not so much, except that um, most of my job I could do this year from within one building. As long as I had access to the internet and had power, um, I could do my job, but we were lucky enough. So it's kind of funny, we come full circle to the platform we adopted ultimately for our past sales, the thing that I first came to the festival to kind of help with uh, was this platform called Inventive. Uh, They were very young when we adopted them. I think we were maybe their second or third film festival uh, it's a father-son team who, once again, festival brand, I cannot remember. They used to run a film festival up north. The um, life, of me. I can't remember the name of it. But they built this platform as something that they needed from their experience running a film festival saying, we need a better pass system. We need all these things. Sponsor, you know, being able to deal with sponsors, being able to deal with one-off passes, being able to deal with scan tickets. So when, when the very early stages of the conversation about the festival going virtual this year started to happening we got an email from Eventive saying, hey, we have a solution for this. And we were kind of like, oh, we just like started to think about it. And so it's pretty amazing. Eventive partnered with another company called Cinesend. And what's, uh, interestingly enough, Cinesend was a company I was looking at for a new delivery system for filmmakers to send us files for the normal festival. Uh, So they partnered together and launched this virtual festival platform. So immediately we had our pass and sales and ticketing system directly integrated with a film delivery uh, system that was MPAA certified and approved encryption and all of these, all of these things we weren't thinking about asking or being asked uh, when we started to think about virtual festival. They basically just popped in our email and said, hey, we have the solution already. So um, what's changed is that it's really just all been about making sure films are being sent in and making sure they're in the right places. Uh, we did a couple of small outdoor public events that we could do in large spaces that were, um, you know, socially distanced properly. Um, so we still did a little tease of the dead center normalcy. Uh, so not a lot changed except like I said, I can do all of this. We decided to headquarter at tower theater, um, because I had systems here and I have, you know, fiber optic internet here. And I have all these things that really mattered for us executing a, a proper virtual festival. So, Really, instead of running around downtown Oklahoma City like crazy in the 99 degree heat, I was able to run around the air conditioned hallways of Tower Theater, uh, just bounce between rooms and make sure things were going off on schedule. So it kind of felt the same to me for the most part in terms of like the sort of pacing and stress. And like, you know, we still, we were releasing things on time. Certain films had limited runs and limited show time. So we still had those same elements of like, you've got to get there, you've got to reserve your ticket, you've got to, show up on time even if that means you're at your house on your couch you still had the same sort of like sense of urgency element. so for for me it honestly feels very similar um just I didn't I didn't sweat as much.
0: In making this transition what would you say some of your biggest challenges were?
1: Um I think the biggest challenges were just kind of understanding how we could take something like dead center because obviously Dead Center is about films and it's about curating an amazing selection of films. But Dead Center is also so much about the experience of like people getting together. And like I said, those senses of urgency of like, oh my gosh, I only have one or two chances to see this film. I gotta get my ticket. I gotta go line up at Harkins or whatever. Um, I think that was the biggest thing I was curious about is how we were gonna like instill some of those true Dead Center elements into something that was entirely non-physical. because everybody knows you, you almost come to Dead Center as much for the parties as you do the films. Um, but, but it was interesting to see how Lance and the rest of the team kind of shifted their way of thinking and just really ramped up the content that we were creating. Really, I mean, Dead Center's never really created a lot of content during the festival. It creates like a, a, a recap video and some daily updates and stuff like that. But really, that's a, a maybe an hour's worth of like total edited product. Whereas we have produced, I need to sit down and add this up, but I would say something over a hundred additional hours of content online. I mean, if you think about, we did Q and A's and interviews with a big chunk of filmmakers. We actually were in pre-production all last week shooting more content, more content, more content to be added to the platform. So you still got those elements of like, You go to the festival not only to experience a film maybe you'd never see before or maybe never see again, but you also had the opportunity to like hear that filmmaker speak or to maybe talk to that filmmaker at a party, uh, the distribution form. So that was really, I think the challenge and I didn't end up having to be the one ultimately to come up with the idea of how to solve that as much as I had to come up with the solution of how to execute the ideas they had. Um, But the team did a really great job of that. I mean, we we produced bonus features for, the vast majority of the films that came to dead center. Um, So that's really been, I think the biggest biggest shift for us is we went from presenting everyone else's content to presenting everyone else's content with the add-on of our own content to, to fill that empty space of, you know, why come to Dead Center and, and try to watch Billy when I'm sure Billy is gonna be on streaming platforms in a few weeks you know, or a few months. I'm sure it's gonna get distribution if it doesn't have it already. Um, but you're, what you get with Dead Center is, you get obviously that advanced screening plus now, there's additional content for those things that isn't gonna exist anywhere else. It's only gonna be here. So it's still a unique experience for Dead Center.
0: Yeah, very cool. It's almost like, uh, it reminds me of the uh, the Blu-ray special features of old when they still did special features. You know, you get the, the post Q&A that would play immediately afterwards. And and I know some of the, the films had more than one additional piece of content afterwards. So, uh, I
1: mean, I think yeah. it's
0: a uh, a really exciting thing you guys have put together there. Um, well, I, of course, I wanna say, uh, as we begin to wind down, uh, congratulations on a successful festival and congratulations on um, yep. pivoting all the technology to the, the virtual platform. So uh, kudos to you guys, everyone with the Dead Center team. For you, where can people keep up with you and your work online, mm-hmm. either throughout the festival or just any time of the year?
1: uh most of the time of the year or in any downtimes, you find me on twitter as of late that's been my real stomping grounds for any sort of social media interaction um at steven tyler on twitter that's my name with no e's s-t-p-h-n-t-y-l-r uh like you mentioned in the in the top uh they can visit mostly Media website uh we've produced we help produce a ton of podcasts and content in the area we have produced a couple of short films uh we've done random things throughout the year some corporate videos for people and all of our content lives there Uh, so you can find find kind of keep up to date with what's going on there um and then rest of my time i'm spent at tower theater so if you're a fan of the tower or a fan of the concerts or movies or any of that kind of stuff we are currently still closed under pandemic conditions but uh we are strategizing about how we can safely reopen in the very near future so any one of those ways um, i'm usually around and vocal and open to conversations
0: very cool well um steven thanks so much for joining us today lastly um as we close is there anything else you'd like to add for listeners or attendees of dead center before we close
1: yeah i we've gotten some pretty good feedback from the festival goers so far um but that helps us this is as much as i said inventive is a completely awesome platform that kind of answered all the problems for us before we even had them there's still a lot of things to learn and they're a very responsive company. So feedback for us is super important, especially as we look forward into the future of maybe having a physical festival again, we think there's now space and understanding for something virtual to live on alongside it and trying to identify like what has been people's, you know, favorite thing, what's the worst thing, what was the biggest thing you had. Uh, If you go to our website, there's a chat bubble in the right hand corner right now through the festival Um, message in that, I act, it's I pop up and say hello, do a little Autobot bot thing. Uh, but if you respond to that, that does actually come straight to me. So if you're having an issue or you just have an idea or a frustration or feature request, or something like that, we're totally open to those things because like I said, we do see a future in this virtual space, even when the physical festival resumes. So curious how we can make it better for everybody. Um, beyond that, uh, don't sleep. Uh, we've had a couple of our limited run only films already fall off. Uh, So hopefully you caught things like Shifter and Billy and um, before they fell away. Um, But if not, make sure you check out the schedule and just stay on top of anything that might be going away soon.
0: Yeah, very cool. All right. Well, Stephen Tyler, thanks so much for joining us today
1: yeah sure thank you
0: uh and for listeners out there uh you can find more of our interviews covering De- the dead center 2020 film festival over at the cinematropolis.com and you can hit us up on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the cinematropolis or on twitter at cinematrop. thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next time